I will watch my step. A very old, very dear friend of mine once gave a piece of advice that has stayed with me now for several decades. We used to meet a lot. We don't now. Nothing happened particularly aside from the passage of time and the passage of life. He is still a dear friend and as with many that pass through our lives, I have a deep appreciation and love for the times we spent together. He told me that you should always choose mattresses and shoes carefully because in life, if you're not on one, you're in the other. Always buy good shoes and always invest in a good mattress. Over the years, perhaps my interpretation of good has evolved. Once it would have been quality, now it should include sustainability. But on the other hand, I am unashamedly a lover of brands. I love the art and the design that they bring into the world. It might be considered somehow shallow, but it is a burden that I have learned to live with. It is an eternal conflict, because sometimes I know what I am buying is not everyone's definition of good, but I love the feeling that a really well-designed, really stylish brand brings me. I love thoughtful and interesting advertising. I love the dynamic beauty of a clip of a skateboarder taking on an urban landscape in a really nice pair of sneakers. It makes me want them. I have visited the customised Converse store in Santa Monica and bought two pairs, even though I didn't have the cash or the suitcase space to get them home. Another, lesser loved pair of trainers just had to give way. Even then, I suspected that perhaps they were not the ethical choice and had made peace with it. Right now, I have over 10 pairs of Converse in almost every colour, and even a pair of Converse Renew, which are made from renewable materials. Everything has a place, and it is good to see everyone trying to remain relevant as the definition of good revolves. This makes this week's permanent change a really hard one, and I have to admit that we haven't yet been able to make a choice yet, because I don't feel I have found the right product yet, and don't know enough about this very complicated topic yet. This week, I'm going to start to pay attention to what a good pair of footwear, a pair that you can wear every day, really means. A brand that you can feel good in, and feel good about. So far, so vain. Some may be thinking that shoes are shoes, trainers are trainers, sneakers are sneakers, and they don't care about brands. That might be true, but we all wear something on our feet, and although if we don't consider the name, we often also do not consider the source. So far, so vain. Some may be thinking that shoes are shoes, trains are trainers, sneakers are sneakers, and they don't care about brands. That might be true, but we all wear something on our feet, and although if we don't consider the name, we, we often also do not consider the source. A pair of unbranded shoes from a generic store may feel like you are rejecting the shallow or overpriced nature of a brand, but they also have to live up to some benchmarks of good. In terms of sustainability, I didn't find any evidence that the materials or practices are better constantly for high fashion or unbranded, although I am not surprised it is hard to be good in the footwear industry. A single pair of footwear is made of a dizzying number of things. Leather or synthetic materials, rubber, glue, dyes, water repellents. Shoes are made all over the place, materials are sourced the same. Most companies have policies, big brands even have additional voluntary practices, but footwear is still mass produced, and mass production is difficult to control. 
Even the ownership of factories, or the products that are made in factories alongside yours, seem to be hard to control. To give us perceived quality at a low price, backs seem to be turned, or plausible deniability is leaned upon. Working practices vary. Transportation varies. Making a pair of planet-wise shoes seems really, really hard. The main considerations seem to fall into two main buckets. What are they made of and where are they made? The first one is perhaps the main consideration we have when we buy a pair of footwear or a garment of any type. Fast fashion is giving way to ethical fashion. Even most fast fashion now seems to have an ethical range, a headache pill or distraction from the majority of the range. Recycled, undyed, non-virgin, vegan. These adjectives are applied to ingredients and described in percentages that would confuse a scientist and in the kind of language that would not look out of place on a Michelin-style restaurant menu. Cut through this and the consideration seems to be that if the footwear is made of leather or uses toxic chemicals in the production process or both, then we should make a choice and know we are making that choice. However, I do not think it is fair to take an activist's view of boycotting leather without a thought, because I am not sure it is as simple as that. In fact, two of the biggest activist organisations when it comes to leather and synthetic materials disagree. Rejecting natural materials for synthetic ones, as a generalisation and without further educating the public, can be helpful to animal welfare, but then terrible for the planet in other ways. Synthetic materials may be produced in a way, or may have source materials, that either directly or as a byproduct can be just as bad. We may make a planet-wise choice for animal welfare or the production process involved in tanning leather, and by doing that we might be making the wrong one for other reasons, such as the petrochemical origin of some synthetic materials or what is released afterwards into the water supply. The second is then where they are made. There are transportation costs to consider, but also there is the conditions that the footwear is made. The dreaded sweatshop description came up a lot when researching this, which mass producers will deny, as often the precise definition of salary or conditions might meet local or global regulations. Blame the sin, not the sinner. It has also become an eye-rolling cliché to bemoan tagging places as sweatshops, especially when the universe by pure accident blessed you with being born or to live in a privileged country. There is an argument that you should choose a product that is made in countries where generally conditions are more friendly, but on the other hand, I am sure there are bad conditions in factories in so-called fashion capitals, such as Milan. Whatever the country, it appears clear, should you visit the factory where a lot of shoes are made, should you stand on the, t- on the shop floor, see the conditions and speak to the workers, then whether you tag it with a cliché or claim workers' rights are protected, it would fail the moral ultimate test of any situation of this type. Would you do it? Would you work there? This might seem like a lot of thought for a pair of shoes, and of course there is also not a definitive answer. We might also think that when we make a purchase, it is only one more pair of sneakers, or one more pair of shoes. But each year, somewhere in the region of 19 billion pairs of shoes are bought, which is a couple of pairs for everyone on the planet, although of course not evenly spread across the continents. 
The stakes are therefore really high. If we all made little changes or paused before we bought a new pair of footwear and we swung this needle a few percent in the direction of kinder choices of footwear, this little change could eliminate billions of pairs of leather shoes and the associated animals or billions of pairs of footwear made not in a good way through using toxic chemicals from being manufactured and sold. That is what we are trying to do as a family because we believe in these connections and the power of these little changes to make a big impact. Any small changes from an individual inspiring an individual that can potentially make a change in the billions feels like a good choice and a planet-wise choice. Considering all of this new information, it is not surprising that this week's change is perhaps one that has created more questions than answers. I thought a lot about these two variables and how to find a solution or a common ground. The common ground for me is to simply slow down. There is too much information and too many conflicting arguments to make a clear choice right now. And perhaps that is the answer. Slow down and use a rule of enlightenment. Footwear has somehow become an impulsive change, which does not allow time for the, por- for the thoughtful choices over brands beyond their appearance. Having multiple pairs of trainers in multiple accessorized colours, something that has moved from high fashion to the high street. Design has focused on form and function, but at an accessible price. The question is always about how to scale design to be accessible to the masses, or how to bring out fast copies of iconic designs. If I went back to basics and considered footwear as a consumable product, rather than simply a fashion item, Then it changes my mind on the purchase. Taking that mindset means I have to consider provenance and consider the circular nature of the product and where it is pre-designed into the product to make sure that what will happen once the consumer life is finished is also considered. Many footwear does not consider this and accepts no one cares where or how it is made as long as it is fabulous. It considers that if a bit of the sole comes unstuck, then the product will end up in the trash, and that's okay because the consumer will be upgrading to the next one anyhow. The rule of enlightenment then means that if I can't easily read, be told, or tell from a description what, how, or where a footwear brand is made, then I will not choose it. I figured that paying attention to the provenance of what you are buying is as important as making similar choices with food. This will at least help me, where we can't find a recommendation or a review that can help. This might eliminate some footwear brands that are doing a good job but have simply not prioritised transparency of their production and supply chain, and this seems like the fairest way to make better choices. The positive pressure that we can make as individuals might also be towards all brands to try and be a bit more transparent or educate store staff on why customers should choose their brand on the ground of good. We are all connected and together we can incentivize the biggest brands to assign larger parts of their production budgets to good practices and bigger parts of their advertising budgets to educating us about them. Substance over style. There is already a lot of good information out there, so this does not mean we need to ask every store owner about specific practices and production methods or call every customer service line ahead of a purchase. 
But slowing down does mean that we can pause and really consider the purchase. Guides also such as ethical customer or transparent organisations such as the Better Shoe Foundation are great sources of enlightenment. Making sure a brand is B Corp certified is also becoming a momentum and incentive for brands and organisations. The brands recommended on these types of sites that the thought-provoking information available is a good start for us to make an informed choice. All Birds and Pozu stand out as brands that have a narrative that is detailed and authentic, but I am sure they are not the only ones. The reason these appeal is because they publish a story and put effort into educating us on their sourcing and practices, with a vulnerability to admit that things can always be better. An admission that learning is part of any organisation who is trying to do better, especially when this kind of level of sustainable thinking in an industry that has never really been too sustainably thinking is new and refreshing. I am sure that the stories that these producers tell us leave out some really difficult parts about changing attitudes in a big industry and about being a small voice in a very, very big world. But in this vulnerability and this form of creativity is a science and an art. It is the art of creating little changes and trying to be better every day. Perhaps this is my vanity and the appeal of a well-versed marketing story, but at least it is vanity directed in a positive direction. If you choose this little change, then it does come at a price. Good raw materials and practices mean that the price of many sustainably minded footwear brands is higher than we might be used to. Many take part in minimal marketing spent outside of their own websites and the power of positive messages to spread organically. It is simply that materials and production is more expensive. However, if we consider that quality goes alongside good, I should trust that they will last longer and will have end-of-life designed into them. Perhaps also this is a kind of enlightenment, the principle of being careful about what you buy, taking care of it, and then considering its reuse is a consistent theme in this plant-wise project. When it comes to this little change, there are some immediate things we can do alongside choosing the next good product. For example, now and in the future, good design and good quality should mean at least that our shoes are eventually enter the second-hand market, or are made of materials that can be salvaged and reused. My parents have long practised imaginative new uses for old shoes, such as involving them from being smart occasion footwear to casual shoes to gardening shoes, or by simply salvaging, such as always saving the laces. Shopping more in second-hand stores or dress agencies removes the need for new shoes. At the end of life, and by this I mean the real end of life, there is also value in researching whether there is a specialist footwear recycler, charity, or take-back schemes that can give our footwear another different life. In this way, like any product, if we looked after our footwear and considered where it might go when we have finished with it, then we can also create a positive cycle of reduction and reuse. To be true to my dear friend and to keep his advice alive for several more decades, we will consider all these things and make these little steps and we will continue to search for the best choices for good new shoes by the definition we have now chosen. We will 
also think about our footwear differently. This means this week feels like an unfinished task. I have lots of ideas. We have scraped the very surface of the industry through our research and have made some promises rather than direct changes, but I'm getting closer to watching my step. I will keep reading and keep asking, what are these shoes made of? Where were these trainers made? Do we need another pair just yet? Can they be fixed? Little by little, understand more about how I can contribute to planet-wise footwear.